Welcome to Montucky Skies. I'm Biggs. And I'm Brandon. <laughs> How's it going, Brandon? <laughs> I'm not in the back of a cop car, so that's good. Yeah, so as we speak, we <laughs> can see uh, police lights because we went out on the porch to have a beer before we recorded, as we often do, and a car like just swerved and hit my neighbor's car, like knocked their mirror off. And uh, so we had to stand out there for, it looks like... A little over an hour. Yeah, a little over an hour. <laughs> so yeah. we're hoping that there's not suddenly a cop knock in the middle of the podcast, but we'll If you leave hear it a on. brief interruption. If you hear us getting beaten, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are witnesses because I'm putting it on the internet, beaten and all. <laughs> but I don't think so because we're not in trouble. Right. We yeah. had nothing to do with this. Not only do we have nothing to do with it. Man, we're white, so I don't think they're going to give us any trouble. There's always <laughs> that. <sighs> I have I'm, some I'm olive gonna... skin, but... <laughs> Come on, dude. It's not brown, so you're, I'm good. You're French olive skin. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so we're going to lead off here. I got. By the way, I just want to apologize in advance. If this sounds off or weird, it's because I'm using another recorder. Um, I'm lending my recorder to... Um, the Green or Geek Lantern podcast, which has two episodes up, should have another episode up on Thursday evening, I believe. So um, definitely check that out. Uh, Jeremiah and Nick are doing a great job. But anyway, so we're going to start out with whatever you brought. I'm not sure exactly what it is yet. So over the weekend, Chris Catan of SNL fame was in Bozeman, Mango. Montana. Mango was in Bozeman at a one of the clubs doing a stand-up show. And so while he was in town, he took the in the sights and sounds of the town. And you know, it's been we've talked about on the podcast before how U of M has some uh famous alumni. Yeah. I mean, is have... he one of the famous alumni? Chris Catan, no. Oh, okay. No. I mean, U of M's got J.K. Simmons. Dana Carvey, right? Dana Carvey, Jeff Amitt. Among the three that come to the top of my head. Jeff Amitt, for those not in the know, is the bass player for Pearl Jam. Correct. Yeah. And then, uh, so Montana State doesn't have a lot of notable pop popular alumni i think craig kilborn is um bill pullman i didn't know he was well i don't know if he's alumni or not but he taught a, a drama class at msu that's right we talked about it so that one is for sure like that counts as far as yeah. i'm concerned if you teach a class there yeah so chris tan ended up going to the bobcat football game over the weekend and I just have a little clip. It's from uh, Chris Catan's Instagram page. Okay. And I should say, I don't know what this is, but I know I've seen photos of Chris Catan a year or two ago, and he was in rough shape. So I'm wondering if... Yeah, okay. So he's still in rough shape. He still looks kind of the, haggard. Based off of the picture I just saw. Um, here's Chris Catan. Here we are in Montana State University at the Bobcat game. Supposed to be a reveal, but uh, what? it's very exciting. 
I've never been part of a football game in my life other than holding a ball that was uh, not really a ball. It was. Uh, I don't know. It was actually a. It was someone's fist. But anyway, I'll talk about that later. Anyway, but look how exciting this is. So he's standing in the end zone, like doing a selfie while he's recording that. Okay. Now, unfortunately, I don't have video of it, but I on the message boards, he, him, and the uh, MSU mascot were doing the night of the Roxbury thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Chris Catan had a few already. I'm sure he was tailgating with the best of them. <laughs> and the worst. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was kind of fun. Maybe we could put a link up on the page. Uh, give me the link before you leave, and we'll we'll put it up. If you guys are interested in checking it out, we'll have an easy-to-go link on the – we'll do it on the Not Safe for Network page, and then we'll also have it on the Blogspot page in the description. So, Okay. Sounds good. All right. Well, should we jump into some news? Um, I got one other thing before we pop into news. Okay. And um, over the last week, I got another year older. No, 39, man. 39. All right. So here are 40 things that will make you feel old and the... The title, the rest of the title of this article was "If You're Over 40. Okay, I'm not quite there yet, but it still makes me feel old. So the first one, obviously, Back to the Future is completely in the past. Yeah, <laughs> of course that happened two years ago. So, but the fact that it happened two years ago, <laughs> Mick Jagger is a great grandfather. Yeah, that is yeah. <laughs> Probably many times over, I'm going to guess. Yeah, for at least three years now, he's been a great-grandfather. Uh, Pac-Man is old enough to run for president. <laughs> <laughs> I think technically we're old enough to oh, run yeah, for president. Oh, yeah, we are, too. Like, it's 35, 35 right? is... Yeah. Little... But instead, we elect a 70-year-old who doesn't have control of his mental faculties. Good job, America. Anyway, what's the next one? <laughs> the Karate Kid qualifies for senior discounts. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph Macchio? Well, not many people know this, but he was 54 when he did that movie, so he just looked young. Yeah, he's 55 now. So <laughs> <laughs> Math is not our strong point on this podcast, even though one of us is an engineer. Little baby Jessica that fell into a well. I don't know if you remember that. I remember that that Vaguely. was a thing, but I don't. I don't know anything. She about now it. has kids of her own. Okay. Walt Disney World is turning fifty. Yeah, <clears throat> I knew it wasn't as old as Disneyland. That's about where <laughs> I fall on that one. Uh, Demi Moore is old enough to be a golden girl. <laughs> That's she is, amazing. She is as old as uh, Blanche was when she was re- first started this show. 
Well, not a lot of people know it. I always love to bring this fact up because it like boggles people's mind. But uh, the lady who played the oldest on there, who played B. Arthur's mom, I can't think of her name. Oh, Estelle Getty. She was one of the youngest Golden Girls. <laughs> like She was just playing older on the show. But she was still old. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is a visual one. We'll skip that one. You remember, distinctly remember Mayor McCheese. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't do a good job. The Hamburglar just, I mean, he's the only guy in McDonald Land dressed like a crook. Like, he's literally wearing stripes and a mask. You would think you'd be able to figure out where all the crime happened, but. Especially no. around that McDonald's. That's because Grimace was behind it the whole time. <laughs> he's the mastermind. Kurt Cobain would have been 50 this year. Wow. You've seen at least four different James Bonds. Let me think. Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, Pierce Brosnan, Roger, not Roger Craig, Daniel Craig. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. And five different Batmans. Actually, if you don't count, like if if you count the uh, Never Say Never, which was not EMI, it was by a different company because they got the rights to Thunderball, so they remade it as Never Say Never Again. Sean Connery was in that the same year as Octopussy, which I want to say was 83. So technically, we've seen five of the six in our lifetime. We just haven't seen uh, Her Royal Majesty's Secret Service Bond. Lazenby. Lazenby, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I had to throw out my nerd dick there. And five different Batmans. Uh, let's see, Adam West. Well, yeah, I guess because he did the cartoon. Does that count? I don't know. Okay. So we got... Probably not. We're, we're probably not counting animated. So that would be Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck. Yeah, it's five right there. Yeah. Um, Romy and Michelle... Would be at their thirtieth high school reunion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that does make me feel old for sure. But damn, they still look hot in this picture. <laughs> the last season of Seinfeld was twenty years ago. Was it really? Yeah, we were I still guess in high school. That makes sense because the first episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm was seventeen years ago. So. That totally makes sense. I just started watching that from ground zero. What do you think? Uh, the first episode was really shaky. Was that, was it really the first episode or was it the, like, there's a stand up called Curb Your Enthusiasm, which was technically the first one. See, this is. Was it the penis tent? Yeah. Okay, so. That's technically the first episode, but really it's the stand-up special Curb Your Enthusiasm. Okay. Yeah, uh, first, like, the thing with Curb Your Enthusiasm is every season gets better. Uh, Wait till you get to the one with Bob Odenkirk, though. It's so funny, dude. He plays a a porn star named, what is it, Thor something, Thor Thurlander or something. I don't even remember. (laughs) It's really funny. That sounds pretty great. Yeah, as the season goes on, it gets better. But I thought the penis tent things was pretty funny. 
Larry's like getting really upset. I can see where the the gold was. It was just like really dirty shot. Yeah, yeah. Um, most teens don't know what a dial tone is or have hung up a phone in a literal sense. Yeah, I don't know if River has or not. She might have at work, but I, I feel like that's really the only time. Maybe at a grandparent's house. <laughs> uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller would be 35 this year. Jesus. This is making me feel old now. Luke Perry was on the cover of ARP magazine. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was 29 when he started doing <laughs> Beverly Hills 90210, I'm sure. <laughs> The lineup for Nick at Night now includes it's all our friends. Shows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I knew that one. That it's all shit when we were in high school for sure. So on the same friends page, uh, Rachel's baby Emma is college age, and Ben would <laughs> Ben would be twenty two. I don't even remember who Ben was. Was that the, David the Schwimmer's older brother, son yeah. that he helped the lesbian couple? Yeah. Okay. It's been a long time. I Apparently. Mean, yeah. That's the whole point of this, right? Marissa Tomei is Aunt May. Yeah. We're older than Diet Coke. <laughs> really? I didn't know that. That was first introduced in 1982. Wow. Zach Morris is as old as Mr. Belding was on this show. <laughs> when are we going to get her to say by the bell reunion? When's that going to happen? <laughs> Better hurry up quickly. No shit. Like, Belding's going to die from old age soon. Simpsons has been signed on for its 30th season. Yeah, I knew that. Baseball cards haven't come with bubblegum for over 25 years. Yeah. It, well, it was really annoying. Um, yeah, that's why they quit it because it was nobody actually liked, damaging the cards. And it was the no, shittiest fucking Nobody liked gum. the gum. It was terrible. Ugh. Wait, did you say 25 years? Yeah. So that would be 92? Yeah, that sounds right. They were already starting to take it out of gum in like 91, I'm pretty sure. At least in basketball cards. Saturday morning cartoons, not a thing anymore. We've talked about that. Yeah, they have Netflix. They're fine. (laughs) Today's high school students have all been born in this millennium. Yeah. Uh Star Wars going on 40 years. God damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our toys are collector's items. Well, not my toys. I destroyed all of them. There's a reason I got the nickname Kid Destructo from my dad. The now, this is what it, this, the now series. That's old as shit now. Is on its 63rd volume. Really? I didn't know they made them anymore. Yeah. We've been listening to some of those at work because we have Spotify and somebody put together a playlist of a bunch of now hear this like track listings. 
Like, I don't think they actually have the compilations on there, but, like, all the songs are on there. Yeah, I'm sure they are. Yeah, so we're listening to it. It's, it's interesting, because I never would have bought one of those at the time, but it's definitely, like, a time capsule when you listen to them now. The Motorola Razor phone is in the Henry Ford Museum. Jesus. <laughs> I just want to go down and say I was never down for that phone, and I'm still not down for those phones. They were stupid. <laughs> Um, in our lifetime, hockey players didn't wear helmets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had it grandfathered in for the older players. If you were playing hockey before that rule came in, you got to wear no helmet if you wanted. Yeah, yeah, to sign a waiver. But Yeah. Yeah. Harry and Sally would be on their 30th anniversary. <laughs> You remember when it was time to make the donuts? Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, yeah. Time to make the donuts. And that was the last one. Where's the beef? The where's the beef lady's been dead for like 39 years. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> That's not true because I remember it's probably like 29 years, but she's got to be dead by now. I Unless would've... it was Estelle Getty playing her or something. <laughs> Still Getty, 17 when she's on Golden Girls. <laughs> Again, math is not our strong point. No. <laughs> well, it was New York Comic Con this week, so there's a whole bunch of news, and we're going to try and trudge through this stuff kind of quickly because, um, they're, like I said, we we're held up by cops, and we're recording this at night, so we're going to try and keep this to type 45. So uh, The Last Jedi dropped a trailer, any impressions you got from that trailer? There's a whole that bunch of stuff. That trailer dropped. was so good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It made me pumped for the new Star Wars movie, for sure. Yeah. Um, I only got to watch it once, so I didn't get to do the Zapruder-like breakdown. But that penguin-looking alien, I kept hearing so much about it. The and Pogo I was like, or whatever. Yeah, whatever the fuck it is. I was just like, I don't care about this thing. And then it made me laugh when Chewbacca was like, Wait, wait. <clears throat> and then it was like, or whatever, like at the same time. I was like, that's kind of adorable and cool. <laughs> I kind of like that. Uh, that was the least of the things in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, Luke totally hamming it up. I loved it. Yeah. Just like, I've only seen this once before and it scared me. <laughs> like, walking away. <laughs> Totally using his cape to great effect, or his cloak, or whatever. <laughs> I love that. Um, John Boyega fight. Was he using a lightsaber fighting? No, Captain he was Phasma? using in. Uh, was it a Vibra Force Awakens? Or the the baton thing. Okay. That uh, nines used against him. Yeah, yeah. I believe it was that. Okay. Weapon. Yeah, that like, but that's cool that that really indicates that Captain Phasma's actually going to do something. So that was nice. <laughs> nice to know they're actually like doing something with that. Cool Other than chrome. like unlock the shield. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was kind of cool. Like they showed John Boyega looked like he was somewhat dressed up addressing somebody in the, uh, the first order, like with all the troops everywhere. So I'm wondering if it was just from him being captured or if he turned tail or if like he's like 
undercover or something like who knows but I'm, I'm interested to find out what's going on there i think i read somewhere that he's like really contemplating whether to keep running or not from the first order and so maybe it plays into that somehow but i'm uh really interested to see what's going on with that you know what i mean like that looked super interesting yeah the thing that really there's two relationships that they touched on that really intrigued me was one with uh kylo ran and leia yeah and then you think he's gonna kill her in this movie that's what they were alluding to yeah in the trailer from what i gathered yeah it seemed like maybe she's gonna get a ship exploded or something because that's a way to like i don't know like uh end her character without like if she's standing on the bridge of yeah if she's standing on the bridge of a of a ship all you have to do is get like a shocked look from her which i'm sure they would have recorded at some point anyway It'd be a, a way to write themselves out of it, but there's no there's no doubt it totally fucked what they were gonna do for the last episode, but Yeah. And then the I, I they were kind of alluding to a thing between uh, Kylo Ren and Ray, like Ray toying with the dark side. Yeah. Or being tempted by the dark side. I think there's gonna be some sort of temptation going on, but I doubt she'll take it. Right? You would think so. Yeah. I it's not my first rodeo with the Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> At least movies with the force that they really used well. <laughs> yeah. Uh anything else grab you from that trailer? I'm those are the things that really grabbed me, other than just like the tone. It looked kinda like a dark tone for a movie. I mean you get a lot of tones of Empire with that movie. Yeah. I saw enough to feel confident that they're not just retelling Empire, so that makes me feel good. Yeah. I think it's just going to be Luke training. Ray will be the mirror to it, and I hope that's it. I really don't want to see Empire told all over again. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping that was just a new hope that they did that with. But uh, new. So Justice League dropped a new trailer. Um so I didn't have a lot to say about it except for this one thing. Like, so when you watch the trailer the first time, like the first trailer that they dropped, I don't think there's any allusion really to Superman in that one. And then the second time, there's like Alfred talking to somebody that even my child was like, it's Superman. And then the third time, you see like... Henry Cavill straight up. Yeah. Well, they show like the swish of the cape and then you see Henry Cavill lately, which made me laugh because it re- I got the same feeling that I got from Batman versus Superman where like there was rumors that Wonder Woman would be in it in the first two trailers. They didn't have Wonder Woman at all. And then like the third trailer, they were like, oh, fuck it. We need to get the grosses up on this. There's Wonder Woman. <laughs> like it felt like that panic. Like we need Superman fans to turn out for this movie. So they were like, uh, yeah, yeah, he's dead for the first trailer. And then the second one, they're like, yeah, he's probably alive, right? He's probably alive, but you got to go to find out. And now they're just getting desperate. And they're like, he's totally in it, guys. <laughs> like, they're just giving up. Like, it, it was a ridiculous thing anyway. Everybody knew he wasn't really dead. Yeah. So, I just it made me laugh at the lack of storytelling that that, <laughs> that trailer did. This is going to be a horrible movie. 
I'm still going to watch it. Oh, watch. yeah, I am too. We'll be reporting it on opening <laughs> weekend, I'm sure. I'll be giving a review, but uh, I think it's not going to be good. I, I'm getting the same feeling that I was getting from Batman Superman after a while. I, uh, yeah, I've had that feeling for a while on this movie. Yeah, pretty much had it from the beginning. <laughs> uh, Thor Ragnarok, they released a whole scene that they put online, which, good to you, Marvel, you actually like put it online instead of trying to hide it. Um, so... It was Thor and Hulk before the gladiator battle and like Hulk's kind of lifting up his arms and being like, trying to get the crowd like pumped up. And it's Thor's like, Thor's doing his like, we're friends from work. And like, everybody's kind of looking like that Jeff Goldblum and and Loki apparently (laughs) is with Jeff Goldblum is playing the game master. And then he's like, uh, he's trying to talk to the Hulk who's like trying to still pump up the crowd. And he's like, my hammer destroyed, so that's got destroyed, so that's new. And the Hulk is just like kind of looking. I'm like, come on, let's get on with this. <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, oh, and Loki's around. That's a new thing too. You just see Loki is just like putting his hand over his head and just shaking his head <laughs> like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and then they also released a minute fifteen featurette on a uh, Kate Blanchett, like on playing Hella. So. It seems like they're really going for like a strong villain again. I think that that they've really taken that criticism to heart that they haven't had strong villains and they've been turning out some better villains lately. And the the MCU like Michael Keaton was really good. Yeah. You know, um Kurt Russell was pretty good. I mean, I it, it was it was better than it has been. Um and then the the guy from Civil War was like probably the best villain they've had yet other than maybe Loki. But uh what I really enjoyed here is like Kate Blanchett was trying to talk all this stuff, but then she said my favorite quote, I really enjoyed that. I don't have to speak today. Just throw axes into someone's gut. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in other words, there's going to be axes thrown into somebody's gut. I'm looking forward to this. That so, sounds great. Have we got like what a month before Thor Ragnarok? November drops? 3rd, I believe is the yeah. release date. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Um, and then continuing with comic news here, um, Constantine apparently is coming back. I've been hearing rumors that they were going to do a Constantine show. So apparently it's going to be an animated show on the CW Seed, which is like a free app that they have. Um, if you got Roku or you can get it for your computer or whatever. And I know that they played a lot of like reruns of shows, like older shows for free on there, but they're starting to do original content. So they're doing like an animated Constantine show. I'm fucking behind this because I like the Constantine show that was on NBC. And I think that you can do a lot more with it, animating it, because it's like he's basically a sorcerer, like a dark sorcerer when you boil it down. You could do all sorts of cool shit with that as animation. And, uh, Probably a whole lot better than Constantine's run on Arrow. Yeah, I didn't see his run on Arrow, but (laughs) I really liked I really liked the NBC show. It was fun, but uh, apparently it's being produced by David S. Goyer and uh, Greg Berlanti. So let's hope it's more Berlanti and less Goyer, because I'm blaming David S. Goyer for a lot of the shittier DC movies now. (laughs) I'm just blaming David S. Goyer. So, um. They also dropped a trailer for Happy. Have you seen this yet? I feel like I have, but I'm not. So this was a this was a comic that Zach was plugging real hard when he was on the show. 
and they turned it into a show on sci-fi. And so Christopher Maloney is playing this, like, apparently he's a cop who then becomes a hitman. Oh, yeah, I have seen trailers for that. Yeah, and he's something happens. Like, I think he dies and gets brought back to life with heart paddles and goes insane when he's brought back to life. I'm just judging off of the trailer because I don't remember everything that uh, Zach told me, but... He's got this little blue furry thing that flies around and talks to him. Almost looks like a unicorn or something. And it's voiced by Patton Oswald. <laughs> and it's like apparently the fantasy of some girl that he's trying to rescue or something. And so it looks batshit crazy. And I can't wait. Like Maloney's so good at playing unhinged. He's so good at playing evil. And he's so good at playing comedy. So this feels like it's tailor-made for Christopher Maloney. Like, I can't wait, dude. It, he's been knocking it out of the park lately. He's really good and snatched. He's been great in the um, in all the uh, the Netflix, uh, oh, God, Wet, Wet Hot American Summer shows. <laughs> he's been really good. So I'm looking forward to this. Nice. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> dark Universe. The, the connected universe yeah. nobody asked for and nobody wanted. Uh, so Bill Condo, I love this. Dude. This is so this is so emblematic of this universe right now. We've just been making fun of this nonsense. I still haven't seen The Mummy. I'll see it on video when I don't have to pay for it, probably, <laughs> as everybody else in America. But um, Bill Condone gave an interview talking about how The Bride of Frankenstein script subverts the original movie and would start filming in February. Two days later, Universal pulled the release date for the movie and said it's reworking the script and trying to find a different tone for it. <laughs> <laughs> they were supposed to start filming You're in like do four what? months. <laughs> Hilarious, dude. Oh, what a shit show. Yeah, I would expect nothing less from the Dark Universe franchise. Wow. So I'm excited about that. Um, and then you brought up Curb Your Enthusiasm earlier. So I wanted to talk about, uh, so there's now two episodes of the new Curb up and I'm so fucking in. It's seeming like this is probably the best season already. It's really funny. Like, uh, Basically, they had Cheryl Hines um, like playing Cheryl David, like Larry's ex at this point. And she's at a she's at a um, benefit that Ted Danson is at. This is in the first episode of the season. We find out in this episode, Ted Danson comes up to Larry David, and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna ask out Cheryl. Is that okay?" And he's like, "You're just gonna ask her out? Like, no, that's not okay." And he's like, "I don't want to sneak behind your back. I just want to go on a date with her." And he's like, oh, really? Should I call Mary Steinbergen and see if she's available? <laughs> and like they established, I think in the first season that he has a crush. Second episode. Yeah, he has a crush on Mary Steinbergen. So he like calls her up like right in front of Ted Danson. And he's like making small talk, small talk with her. And he's like, so you want to go out and get a bite to eat? And she's like, what do you mean? Like, you want to go shopping or something? He's like, no, like a date. She's like, ah, you're not physically my type. Like, she just basically goes there. <laughs> so he's being rejected by her on the phone in front of Ted Danson. He's so disgusted and, like, hangs up. And uh, 
And then later, like, Funkhauser goes to visit Larry David. So Funkhauser comes in after a couple of seasons, and it's played by Super... Well, it's played by Bob Einstein, who's also played Super Dave Osborne. And uh, Funkhauser is always enraged at everything that Larry David does, but they have this scene where he comes over, and they're hanging out, and uh, he's like, so I heard Ted Danson's going out with Cheryl. He's like, yeah, I can't believe it. It was like the worst thing. Like, you don't go up and ask somebody if you can go out with their ex-wife. He's like, yeah. And there's this long pause. He goes, you got to do it behind somebody's back. And he's like, yeah, at least have the decency to do it behind my back. And he goes, so I called Cheryl twice. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, went to the movies with her once, went out to dinner twice with her. He's like, what? And he's like, yeah, I wasn't going to tell you. You do it behind your back. And he's like, yeah, it's the better thing to do. Like, he just lets it go. Because it's like, yeah, at least he had the courtesy to go behind his back. <laughs> I love that. It's so backward, but like, it's true. You don't want to have that awkward conversation with somebody. Right? I just thought that was really funny. But uh, Curb is like running strong, dude. It's really funny. Uh, Let's see. And then, so the big news to me the really big news sylvester stallone announced that he'll be producing and directing creed 2 nice i'm so dude this is a great week for me in terms of like pop culture i'm so excited um i'm bummed out that ryan coogler is not going to be able to do it but he had already said once he got black panther he wasn't going to be able to direct creed 2 but apparently he had a hand in the script and he was producing it. So, but yeah, apparently Sly will be producing and directing it. So, uh, Sly is kind of hit and miss with the whole directing thing, but like, whatever, dude, I'm excited for it. I don't think he's directed a Rocky movie yet. Weirdly enough for all the movies that he's written and directed, produced and acted in, he's never directed a Rocky movie. So this will be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I'm wondering if Rocky's going to have a bigger part in this one because he's directing it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you know it's going to happen. Yeah, and there's been rumors that like Ivan Drago is somehow going to play into this. So I'm interested to see what they're going to do with that. Maybe like Drago's kid or something. I don't know. But <laughs> I'm interested. I want to know because Drago killed like Creed's dad. So... Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. So the other news that I had was uh, they just announced their release date for season three of uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead. Oh, yeah. Uh, February 25th of next year. Yeah, that sucks. Like, I was I was gearing up for it to be in February, but it's probably for the better because we were just talking. There's so many shows that I'm trying to keep up with right now yeah. that it's probably and good there's not one more. Right now they're in talks with the studio on signing on a fourth season. Yeah. Let's keep our fingers crossed. Yeah. There's even a petition online you can sign. And if you look up, it's, they've been going on the Twitter thing. uh, Hashtag bring back boomstick. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have to tweet that out. I yeah, I'm sure they will though. Like it stars doesn't have very many shows, so yeah. I think they'll do whatever it takes to to keep it going. They were doing like a million strong an episode, which is pretty good for a cable show, so 
Yeah, especially on stars. I mean, they got not much. <laughs> I guess they've been like spending more per episode than they spent on like any of the movies. Like I was read I read uh Bruce Campbell's latest autobiography. His uh, latest set of memoirs. Oh, all hail the chin or something like that. Hail to the chin. Hail to I the think chin. It's called. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he was mentioning he's just at a point where, like, he doesn't want to do super budget things anymore. Like, he wants to actually, like, have the comfort of, like, knowing a paycheck's coming and knowing, like, that they have the stuff set up on the set. So, And he's one of the producers on Ash vs. Evil Dead. So uh, he seems to be pretty happy with the star show going. It's It's a pretty fun book, dude. Like, it is. There's certain parts that drag a little bit, like he talks about, harvesting lavender and stuff like that on his property but then it comes back later like he has all these little things that every time there's something that seems like it's a little bit slow and you're like why is this in here it comes back to play later and it's like oh i see what you did there so it's a pretty fun book i really enjoyed it um it talks about all the stuff i wanted to definitely wanted to hear about his spider-man run like his um they call me Bruce, I think, or something like that. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but uh, he's basically playing himself. It was like this independent movie where he's playing himself and like all these villagers come to get his help with this like evil spirit because they saw him in Army of Darkness. <laughs> like, so they thought he'd be able to slay the spirit and he's just the worst. Like when he sees that this spirit is a real thing, he thinks he's coming in for an acting job. And when he sees like the spirits real, he goes running off and just starts firing a handgun behind him randomly trying to like kill the spirit. And he like kills a bunch of the villagers that are running away too. (laughs) He's got the little trailer and like drinking out of the trailer all the time. It's like almost the same trailer from like, uh, uh, Ash versus evil dead. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty funny. Um, and then the Spider-Man stuff was entertaining reading about that because, He's talking about when he went on Spider-Man, he was like bragging to Tobey Maguire that like, you know, I'm the one who named you. Like I'm really important in this movie and going off on the whole thing. And <laughs> and then so for the second one, Tobey Maguire kind of like got to know him a little bit. And so like they had a good time on the set. And then in the third one, he was bragging that like he's the most important person in the Spider-Man universe because he's like in the first one I named you. And the second one, I like I straight up defeated you because that was when he's like the the usher who locks him out of the building, you know, <laughs> and like doesn't let him go in to interrupt Mary Jane's play. And uh, in the third one, he presents the ring to to Peter so he can get married. So he's like going off on how important he was. And then so when uh, Sam Raimi was doing um, the Wizard of Oz one, what was it the? Oz the Great and Powerful. Yeah, Oz the Great and Powerful. Um, apparently, like, he, he like, sent an email to Sam and didn't want to get in his face about it, but he really wanted a part in it because it's like, oh, it's a big movie. Let's see if Sam can get me in. And uh, and Sam sort of forgot and then eventually remembered, and so he gave him this really small part in the movie. And so he was waiting all day, and it looked like it wasn't going to happen. And so they told like James Franco came up to him. He's like, well, I got good news and bad news. He's like, the good news is you can go home today and you're going to get paid. The bad news is you're not in the movie, but there's more good news. Like, and so James Franco at the same time was apparently filming this independent movie. So he pulled Bruce Campbell to do this movie. 
And so he went and did the scene in the movie and did like some stunt work for him and stuff. And James Franco was really appreciative. So he like bugged the shit out of Sam Raimi to make sure that they like went back and filmed the scene with Bruce Campbell anyway the next day. So he had to change his flight and shit. And then he went on and apparently they just spent all day on that scene with Sam Raimi just torturing Bruce Campbell like the whole time <laughs> and like torturing James Franco because like they had a real relationship by that point you know like they're both his actors and he's both like comfortable with them so the more comfortable Sam Raimi is with you the more he tortures you on camera <laughs> like nobody got it worse than his brother right like Ivan Raimi oh just or Ted Raimi Ted I mean. Raimi yeah. uh, Ivan Raimi's also in some of them but Ted Raimi's the one just oh and always gets evil tortured. dead to henrietta like was the <laughs> worst like watching the, like the filming and stuff of that just tortured ted Raimi in that henrietta suit <laughs> and then also uh ted like if you think about like when i became familiar with who he was was through watching xena and he was just in the magnificent so he puts him in like the goofiest armor that ever was right <laughs> like that yeah floppy hat and like everything's clearly like piecemealed together off of like doesn't shitty, really fit yeah shitty inferior things <laughs> well i think we rushed through shit man we got it done today you got anything else you want before that's we close all out? i have we got really. another three minutes we can't just close out oh on so we did uh we Starting the list of movies we're watching for the upcoming Halloween special. Oh, yeah. Good call. Good call. So, I got, I still have uh, one good movie to f- figure out for you. Okay. We'll, we'll each reveal one last movie next week. But if you want to follow along. So, I picked for you to watch. What did I pick for you the to Babadook. watch? Or, what's that? The Babadook. That's right. The Babadook, and there was something else. There is like a classic movie, I feel like. Nah, I'll just go back and listen. If you guys remember last episode, I said it last yeah. episode. So I got a good movie for you. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, the Phantasm movie. Oh, nice. Sweet, because I just saw the Phantasm 2 was streaming, and I was like, I got to see the first one because I got to get caught up on these. <laughs> All right, what's the bad one? All right, the first bad one is... uh. The Piranha remake. Oh, <laughs> which one? Is it just Piranha? Well, the the I'm gonna actually have you watch both of the Piranha remakes. Those are my two bad ones. <laughs> are the two bad ones? I'm gonna torture you with my bad one, dude. You're gonna have to watch a movie called Parents. It's oh. it's <laughs> it's got Randy Quaid in it. Yeah, I saw this a long time ago. Don't remember it very well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I mentally blocked that movie because I, I remembered like very little like vague details. Dude, it's effective as a horror movie, but it just makes you feel horrible while you're watching. <laughs> and the other one, I'm gonna lighten up because because you were so nice with the Piranha movies. So the other bad one, I'm gonna give you the classic Plan Nine from Outer Space. It's time that you become acquainted and you can find it everywhere. Like you could probably find it on YouTube because there's, there's no copyright on it. So uh, it's super easy to find, but it's fucking hilarious. You're going to love it, dude. <laughs> you will. So yeah, I guess that was, yeah. Okay. So we got one more movie to announce next week that you'll let me know. 
So I got to watch Phantasm and the two remakes of the Piranha movies. Yeah. Did you know that James Cameron did Piranha 2? Or no, he did the original Piranhas, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was a cameraman and something happened with the director. So he just stepped in and directed it. And then he just took off from there. Yeah. Roger Corman had a... There's a very real thing with Roger Corman. If you're not familiar with who he is, does a lot of budget movies. Um, he most famously now, probably most famously, does a bunch of shark movies for sci-fi, not called Sharknado, but whenever you see like three-headed shark, shark yeah, Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark or any of that shit, Sharktopus. So, yeah, it's all uh, Roger Corman. He did the original Death Race 2000. And the new Death Race, 2050. Kind of. So he did this, the one that's the sequel, but there's a remake of Death Race that he did not have a hand in. I think he just gets a paycheck for it. But See, I think he just had, they had like two of them producer credits. So the Because the, they did the Jason Statham trilogy. Yeah, that one he had nothing to do with. Right, but yeah. they just last year did Death the Race sequel. 2050. Right. Yes, which is actually a sequel to the original. And... Is fucking great, by the way. Yeah, I got to check that out. I am a Roger Corman fan. Some of his movies are hard to watch. A lot of them are hard <laughs> to watch, but the, a lot of them are like corny fun, too. Yeah, the 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 Death Race 2050 is like in the same vein as the original Death Race movie. I highly recommend The Big Birdcage, which I did for Real Roulette with Zach. That <laughs> shit was hilarious. It was so funny. Um, while we're talking about real roulette, I just dropped an episode where we talked about the trailer park boys, uh, countdown to liquor day. I'd never seen a trailer park boys before. So it's, I think it's interesting hearing a professor and a dishwasher talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody who's actually had trailer park experience weighing in on the trailer park boys. <laughs> so check that out. Uh, definitely check out Geek Lantern's Light. Um, like I said, new episode dropped tomorrow. There's two full episodes up already. I'm in both of them. So if you need to get eased into the new podcast by hearing a familiar voice, you got it. And you've heard Jeremiah on the show a couple of times, I'm sure, if you're not brand new to the show. Um, and then I, I also wanted to say one other thing. Uh, we got a show in the works and Eric told me it was okay to talk about it. So Eric Tootin is doing a show. I think it's called uh, Movies with Wrestlers, I think is the name of the podcast. But it's basically exactly what the title is. It's like movies that have wrestlers in them. And so at some point, I'm going to come on his, his podcast and do one as well. Uh, he gave me, the, he said I could pick whatever movie I wanted. So I told him I either got to do No Holds Barred or They Live. I think I'm going to go for No Holds Barred. Everybody expects me to do the John Carpenter movie. I might take a left turn and do No Holds Barred because that movie is fucking batshit crazy. I remember watching it when I was a kid and thinking it was fucking batshit crazy. So now I want to see it as an adult and see how batshit crazy it really is. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like a Hulk Hogan movie, one of his first wrestling movies, and I think Vince McMahon like put together the movie. And it's just like, it makes no sense. I think everybody is super coked out in it. Uh, it's just everything about it is fucking crazy in it. So, but it's podcast is, is still a little ways out from coming out, but we'll keep you updated when you can find it. 
But yeah, is this a good place to kill it? Yeah, I was uh, trying to think of the name of that movie. Um, Hell Comes to Frogtown. Oh, yeah, yeah. Roddy Rod Piper, right? Yeah. No, it's a Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, it's not Roddy no, Rod Piper in it? I thought I just read that off. Isn't Hacksaw, like, wasn't he a um, football player? No, he was a he was the one that carried a two by four back clear back in the day. <laughs> okay. No, that was uh That was Hacksaw Reynolds I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, Hacksaw Reynolds. No, he got they he were got his... they were both in Hell Comes to Frog. Town. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I was gonna say Hacksaw Reynolds got his nickname because his team lost the homecoming game when he was in high school. He's really pissed off about it, and he had this car on blocks on his in his yard, and so he fucking spent the whole weekend sawing the car in half with just a rusty hacksaw, <laughs> and he did it. He sawed the entire car in half, so that's how he got the nickname Hacksaw. <laughs> Slightly crazy. All right, take it easy. on your laptop put them on your phone put them in your ears not safe for network with the not safe for network the entertainment's ringing through your brain collect them all or trade them with your friends not safe for network real roulette maybe you're a film student i'm picturing you with a beret we had a good life wells drop it's a bit of the gift and the curse that's debatable it'd be nice if they showed a little accountability the Alien Movie Project. It's just another clear-cut case of American exceptionalism. Montucky Skies. I'm spoiling the shit out of this in three, two, one. Bigs on film. We're watching this on Netflix because I'm three beers in and lost the Blu-ray. Listen to all the archives in a row and they form a mega podcast so long that your significant other will be drawing up divorce papers. Not safe for network.